Thank you for listening to The Real Deal with Damian Adams. This is Real Sports Talk for the Real Sports fan, and I definitely appreciate all you Real Sports fans who are listening right now. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do me a huge favor and leave this podcast a five-star rating. That one, two, three, four, that five-star rating review will definitely be appreciated. If you're listening on any other platform, that could be Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podomatic, wherever, please share this podcast with your friends and your family so they can see the podcast, listen to the podcast, love the podcast, and subscribe because I'm trying to get this podcast to the highest levels of podcastivity, and I need your help to get there. I would truly, truly appreciate it. So we missed last week. Last week, I was on a little mini vacation uh, celebrating my sister-in-law's 30th birthday. As you know, she get turned a big three old, made me feel old. I know normally on these shows, people are like, Oh, you made me feel so old. I was the old one on vacation this past week <laughs> as my, my sister in law turned 30 and we celebrated in Vegas. And I'm realizing I might be too old for Vegas. I don't know. Have you been to Vegas, Nikki? No, not yet. Yeah. Next year, <laughs> I have to go for a conference. Okay, you have that's wow. I feel like. Yeah, you're on the East Coast, so it's different when you live on the West Coast. I feel like everybody goes to Vegas who lives on the West Coast, and maybe it's kind of like the Atlantic City for you guys, where you just go if you want to gamble and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I even introduce you, but that's how familiar we are with Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> so my guest today is Nikki Jess. She is a sports media just uh, juggernaut at this point. She is somebody who is killing the game when it comes to covering the Giants doing multiple podcasts. We've worked together on different shows over the years. She's somebody who I consider my sister now at this point because we've become very close because of our relationship in sports media. And now she has a new show that is premiering. Is that August 30th? August 30th. August 30th. And usually when she's on a show, she's the hot blonde on the show. But this, she's not going to be the only hot blonde on the show now. <laughs> it's going to be another hot blonde on the show with her. But of course, it's not about them being hot. It's about their sports knowledge their fancy football knowledge, and knowledge beyond that. So please tell the people about your new show that you have premiering. Yeah, I'm so excited. So August 30th, it's Wednesday, 8 o'clock, because uh, I've been on Wednesday, 8 o'clock for, what, three and a half years now? So we're just kind of going to keep that. Uh, it's called The Blonde Blitz, and I am co-hosting with Deb Wickish. She's a two-time Emmy winner for sports production. Uh, we had worked together on a couple shows, just ended up on the same panels together. And, you know, sometimes like life works out funny, like timing really just lines up in your favor. Um, I was looking to do a female-led football show she was we had contacted uh shows to be on the fantasy sports corporation platform and we actually ended up texting um who uh like the uh the owner of it at the same time asking if somebody was interested in doing it and so you know we have just we're so similar we're both ex-dancers ex-cheerleaders she covers the chargers i cover the giants um she's an eagles fan though so it will be interesting um in season but we're gonna do you know uh big matchups of the week we're gonna give you some fantasy football we're gonna do nice breakdowns for you guys we're gonna have rotating guests who are gonna compete against us for picks against the spread we'll give you some of our best bets um, so we're super excited. There is no show out there like this uh, yet. The feedback has been really, really good. Um, 
always like uh you kind of always just get a little apprehensive and a little nervous when you take your show that you've been on for so long and you completely move a platform um and you wonder okay is my audience gonna follow but you guys have been awesome with the feedback so we are super excited our dress rehearsal is next week i don't think we're gonna do that live but you never know maybe maybe we should do that live so people could see that hey you know it's it's not always easy to turn on the mic and just talk um, but we, we are excited. We'll be, we'll be weekly every Wednesday at eight o'clock. And in the off season, we've already got some really fun, you know, guests lined up. So we're super excited. Okay. I definitely want to invite to better get you guys on the spread. So yeah. oh, of know, I'm available. So yeah, let, course, me know. I know. <laughs> let me know. Me, and I'll be ready. Cause you know, I want to say that I took down the blind blitz. I want to be able to say that <laughs> <laughs> and put that on my resume. That I took down the blind blitz against. That, that, that's a heavy hit right there. If you take yeah. down the blind blitz. And by the way, what a great name, right? It the is. That is a, that's a great name. Uh, it's something that is just going to stick with you. And it's, you know, easy, you know, you got two blondes that know their stuff. And, you know, definitely are the the anti of the stereotype when it comes to blinds, when it comes to your knowledge. So I love the name of it. And I can't wait for the show. You know, I'm going to be watching each and every week. And you should as well, if you're listening or watching a clip of this show, you should go ahead and check out the Blind Blitz for sure. So me and you have known each other for a while. And I know that you are not only a huge sports fan, but also a huge reality TV fan. Uh, So whenever I have you on my show, I try to do something that mixes the two worlds. We always have some type of segment that mixes those two worlds. Or sometimes we'll just talk about a reality TV show. We've we'll, we've talked about Love is Blind and stuff before, but I ain't gonna lie to you. I haven't watched the new season of Love is Blind. I didn't hear great things about it. So that's <laughs> why so I was like, I didn't watch it. So we couldn't talk about it on this one. Have you watched the new season? You know, I got like three episodes in and then just like stopped watching it. So oh, see that that's a that's a sign. It's like if yes. you if you're the reality TV show queen yes. isn't into it. It must not be, it must not be the jam. So we we might have to watch something else. Yeah. Yeah. You might have to skip love is blind as far as that recap. Uh, Did you watch quarterback on Netflix? So I'm on episode three of quarterback. Okay. Okay. So when you finish quarterback, I got to get you back on so we can talk about that for sure. Cause quarterback was super good. I enjoyed all episodes and, we gotta we gotta let you finish to talk about it, but Kirk okay, Cousins yeah, is, is a character. <laughs> he is so far. He is, now who's confirmed for season two? Because then there's just this big to do of like nobody was confirmed. Like Joe Burrow wasn't going to do it, and then he signed on, and they couldn't get anybody. So do yeah. like season two is Joe Burrow so far, right? I believe you know yes. I believe the only one we have confirmed is Joe Burrow. I know that uh, Jalen Hurts turned it down. Um, I believe they also tried to talk to um why is the Chargers quarterback leaving my head right now? What's Chargers? Herbert. <laughs> yes, Justin Herbert. Thank you. Uh it's but he seems like super just closed off, like he just wants to play football and go back to his regular life. Like he doesn't seem like he's into that type of stuff at all. Uh so if I had my choice though, we'll start there. If you had your choices yeah. of the three quarterbacks you would pick for the next season of quarterback, who would it be? Oh gosh. Um I think for entertainment purposes, you probably do want Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, and you know how I feel about him. I don't like him. However, he makes for a good TV, which we will get into shortly. Um, (laughs) I know Daniel Jones turned it down and I understand why. 
but I think there is something about like seeing the quarterback of your team, yeah. um, you know, on there, that might be fun. I, but, and Joe Burrow, you guys know, everybody knows I love him. So I am so <laughs> excited that, that he has signed on for it. Um, I'm trying to think like who else I would actually be interested to see. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know who else is interested. Like they got to make good TV. Not yeah. that I think Marcus Mariota makes good TV, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, Marcus Mariota isn't like the flashiest guy, but it was interesting to see his story from where he was at as far as in the league. Uh, so if you go by that same like projection, like we have Pat Mahomes, Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota, you're going with one of the best or the best in Patrick Mahomes, one of the best, somebody kind of in the middle and somebody towards the end. So if you're doing that, Joe Burrow already covers that top spot for you, right? One of the best quarterbacks right. in the league. So if you're going kind of middle of the pack, I would love to see, um, I guess Justin Fields will qualify there. A young, and I, I'm, I said that when I did a recap on the show, that all the guys on this season are married, family people. And I want to see a perspective of a young single quarterback. Like what is what is their life like as far as, trying to navigate being single or maybe trying to find love outside of also dealing with all the stuff of being a quarterback. I think that would be interesting mm-hmm. to see. And also, you know, we want to live vicariously, you know, we I'm married now. I'm out of that dating life. So I want to see what happens with the young quarterback, especially like a young, good looking guy, like a Jalen Hurts or a Justin Fields, somebody like that. Who Joe like, Burrow. Okay. Oh, Joe Burrow, <laughs> he's got a girlfriend, right? So I think, I think he does have a spouse. Yeah. But if like Joe Burrow would be a prime example, if he was single, that would be a good example of somebody who you'd be like, okay, I want to see what happens with them outside of the field. Is it this glitz and glamour that we think, or is it just him playing video games? Like what happens <laughs> when we have them outside of it? Because that's my wife said. My wife said, it's going to be them just playing video games with their boys the whole time. And I was like, yeah. that could happen, but you could have the wild card of the guy who likes to go out, who likes them. We don't know of these quarterbacks. Who is that guy? who likes to go out? Who is that guy who likes to be out there like that? We don't really know. Cause it's not, I guess this era has changed where they're so conscious of their like brand that yeah. you don't really see like the wild stories of the, you know, the quarterback who hangs out at the nightclubs all night and stuff like that anymore. I don't think so. I think yeah. you would need a bunch of wide receivers if you wanted that kind of content. I don't think a lot of quarterbacks and if they are yeah. like that, they're not putting it out there. That's true. That's true. The only quarterback we know has kind of a wild side. Maybe he's somebody who could fit in that middle of the pack kind of role is Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, I believe he's still single. Not sure. Uh, But he's somebody who a lot of people think is handsome. And he's somebody who could fit that that role of being that guy who we see in that single life and what he's doing. And it would also be interesting to see what he's doing in Vegas, being the new guy there. And uh, he's somebody who it's, it was a weird move to go from Derek Carr to him because it didn't seem like an upward movement. So you would like to see how he handles that and how he handles being in Vegas if there's high expectations there or just how he handles being that guy who's expected to be better than Derek Carr, even though he's not really better than Derek Carr. So that would be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) And then as far as like a bottom guy, I'm trying to think of somebody who they think they, they say they reached out to Sam Howell and he turned it down. I oh, did because I was gonna say, what about Sam Howell? Because that that would be interesting to follow. Yeah, that would be interesting for sure. And then we are we'll talk about NFC East uh, at the back end of the show as well, and we'll get to Sam Howell and some of the things going on with the Washington Commanders. But first, so I mentioned it earlier, I teased it that we're going to do something where we mix the sports world and reality TV. So 
my idea was to do a draft. So we're both producers of a real world type of ship. So if you don't remember the real world, it was where they would pick a certain city. I remember the first time I watched it was New Orleans because that's where I'm from. I was like, oh, let me see what's going on on this show that's in New Orleans. And it was wild <laughs> watching, yeah. watching, people, watching people in New Orleans for sure. But they pick a location and they'll have, is it like 10 people they'll have in this home? Seven. Seven, seven. seven strangers picked to live in a house. <laughs> she remembers the whole tagline. Yeah, so you see. The whole time old. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so seven strangers. So we're going to do five. We're going to do five strangers each from okay. the sports world. It could be anybody, players, coach, anybody in the sports world that you want to see on this show. Let's let's make it six just to make it an even number. Six. Do you have a six person? It, oh. <laughs> well, no, I have six. You have six? Okay. So we're going to do six people just to make the even number. It could be anybody in the sports world. And then we're going to explain why our show is better than our, I'm going to explain why my show is better than Nikki's. And Nikki's going to try <laughs> to explain why our show is better than mine at the end of us doing our draft. But since you're the guest- And then we're going to pitch it to Netflix and make a bunch of money. <laughs> yes, we're going to pitch it to Netflix to try to get this started. We're going to come up with some type of name, you know, just real sports world, something like that. We'll come up with a name. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and we're going to pitch it to Netflix afterwards. But right. since you are the guest and, you know, but it's ladies' choice. Ladies' choice. You taught me that. Not ladies' right. first. Ladies' choice. <laughs> so do you want to go? do you want to go first or second? Sure. I'll go first. Sure. Okay. So who is your first pick to be on your real sports world show? Okay. Well, the reason I said I do have six is because Eli and Peyton Manning are a package deal. So that <laughs> actually counts towards my sixth one. You guys knew if you listen to me, oh gosh, if you've listened to Damien and I do a show together for years, you probably knew I was going there at some point. Listen, the Manning cast is a hit for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. They both have this different sense of humor. They just play off of each other and you can't. So I'm like literally envisioning like a real world house. And I feel mm -hmm. like you can't have one without the other because it's so highly entertaining. And that sibling dynamic is like so great to watch. Like I know if I had a show with me and my siblings, like it would be really entertaining. So I, they're a package deal. So it's like one and two. Okay. Now I was jealous. I saw a picture of you and your siblings and your family doing a whiskey tasting. I was like, where's my invite? This is something I yeah. would love to be a part of. So next, next time there's a, a whiskey tasting. I will be in New Jersey because I, I definitely okay, won't be there. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so you got Peyton and Eli as a package deal. I was not prepared for that. But see, that's why that's where her knowledge comes in from her reality TV show knowledge to pick the duo there of Peyton and Eli. It's a good first pick. I'm not going to lie to you. That's a good one. So you pick Peyton and Eli for your first one. I'm going to go with for my first pick in the sports world. Dang, Peyton Eli, that's a tough one to beat. But I, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with LeBron James. I think that LeBron James would be very entertaining. He's showed a different part of his personality over the years where you can see him being entertaining. And in this house, it'd be interesting to see how he is with the dynamic of the other people. So it's setting up to where you're gonna see, like, okay, how he interact with these others. So I'm going with LeBron, you're going with Peyton Eli. Who's your second pick? Um, I guess that would be my third. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, wait, are we, are our houses combined or these are separate casted? 
houses. These are separate casted houses, but I guess we could combine them at the end if we to pitch to Netflix as this big thing. Okay, if we pitch it to Netflix. <laughs> well, if I have Peyton and Eli, I'm throwing the kitchen sink to get Tom Brady because I just have <laughs> got to see what that dynamic looks like to have Peyton, Eli, and Tom Brady all in one house. And, you know, they should do this. Like, you know, Celebrity Big Brother, they go for like a week or two. Like, these guys can do it. Like, or, um, you know, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, they go for like four days on a trip, right? Like, they yeah. could do like an all-star thing like that. Uh, so I would go Tom Brady here because I just, I, I, I have to see, like, what is that dynamic? I know he was on the Manning cast, but, like, let's give them, like, four or five days together. Wow. I would love to see them in, like, a um, real-world world rules. <laughs> say that three oh, times. Yeah. I, would love to, I would love to see them in that type of environment where it's competitive and to see it come out. Because Peyton, I could see it, like, a, a, in a real-world situation, Peyton, I think, would go crazy. Like, yeah. Eli's going to be having a good time. He's going to yeah. be doing all stuff. <laughs> Pay's going crazy. Pay's like, where's the tape at so I can watch film? I know. <laughs> He's going to be going nuts. But that's going to be a funny part to see as well, him like losing his mind because he can't get to some football film or something to watch. He has to just live life. It's going to be like, what does Peyton do when he's not watching football or making commercials? Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be hilarious. All right. So you're very football heavy. Very football heavy to start. I, go, I went with LeBron James. I'm going to go with somebody who... This is from the football world, and he's somebody who will be very entertaining, I think, in this type of situation. I'm going to go with Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, good opinion. one. Good one. Yeah, I think he'll be very, very interesting here. And those two, I can see the dance parties happening. I can see them doing a lot of things. And it'll be funny because LeBron's married, got kids. Odell's out there. So the yeah. dynamic of those two. It would be different just to see LeBron's reactions to what Odell is doing in whatever city this is in. So I think that's a, a good start for me, LeBron and Odell. You have Peyton, Eli, and Tom Brady. So you have, right now, you have the, reti the retirement quarterback house right now. I do. So who are you going with for your third or fourth pick as we go? I'm going to keep the quarterbacks rolling. The guy I hate the most, Aaron Rodgers, because he's so obnoxious. He's so arrogant that... That just makes for great reality TV. Plus, if it's in the offseason, he'll be tripping balls. And I have <laughs> got to see the darkness. I have got to see the darkness at some point. I would definitely love to see him on a trip for sure. Yes. I would love to see Tom Brady and Peyton Eli's reaction to seeing Aaron Rodgers on this trip. Uh, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, did you watch the first episode of Hard Knocks? Not yet. Okay. Yeah, you got to watch it. Like it's one of the few football shows that my even my wife is into. And my wife like quarterback as well, though, but... Hard Knocks, she loves Hard Knocks. Like, she fell in love with Detroit last year. Uh, in this episode, not going to give it away for people who haven't watched it, but go watch Hard Knocks. And well, I'll definitely probably do a recap once it's done on the show. All right, so you went with all the quarterbacks so far. Peyton, Eli, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers. I, I can see, like, this being something. Like, I can see the idea being pitched and this being a good idea right here. Uh, mine is kind of all over the place, but it's, you know, That's it's all right. <laughs> so I got LeBron and Odell Beckham Jr., for my first two. So I want to get somebody else who I can see vibing with Odell, but not a current athlete. I want to see somebody who a little older, but had his wild days. So I'm going to go with Dennis Rodman to add to the house. <laughs> oh, like, let me teach you something. Uh, what is that saying from the movie? Grasshoppers? Yeah. Like yeah. He definitely would be teaching the young grasshoppers how to do it. Yes. 
And even at 60 years old, this Rob is still out here getting it in. So <laughs> he is, yeah. So I think he would be a, a very volatile addition to the house, which you need. You need that type of addition to the house because like you know, nothing makes better reality TV than arguments and stuff like that. So I think this Rob would be a good ad. Definitely. That's yeah. a good ad. So who do you have now? Uh, well, that's a great segue because I don't like this person at all, but they're a great villain. Jerry Jones. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> he's such a like shit stir and pot stir <laughs> and he's just so full of himself. And oh, my God. And delusional. Right. So villain, delusional, you know, thoughts of grandeur here. Thinks he's immortal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to see that it. Wow. Okay. I didn't, I didn't see that one coming, but that's a, that's a good one right there. Jerry Jones to add to the quarterback house that you have so far. This yes. is just quarterbacks and owners. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so I have LeBron Odell and Dennis Rodman so far. Ooh, who do I go with for my next guy? And I love what we're seeing now. We're seeing more of the athletes personalities on social media and some of it's good. Some of it's bad. Right. And because we're seeing some of the bad, you need somebody in the house that's bitter. You need somebody in the house that, you know, is not happy with themselves. And because they're not happy mm. with themselves, it's going to add mm. to the drama in the house. So I'm going with Dennis Rodman's teammate from the Bulls, Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen. <laughs> <laughs> to add to the house. He is such a salty little <laughs> bitch like oh my god talk about uh who's mj he ain't nothing he ain't shit. like what do you t i told you the no tipping pippin story right no what happened that story what happened with no tipping pippin all right so uh so my husband was at we we're at a bachelor party or something like that uh and uh at borgata in atlantic city and they got a table him and his boys whatever uh, Scotty Pippen and his boys were behind them. Like, of course, run the bottle girls ragged, right? Like whole thing. Um, and doesn't tip them at the end of the night. So um, they all started calling him no tipping Pippen. But he's crazy. bitter because Larsa is with Michael Jordan's son. Like, I mean, if you guys aren't watching Real Housewives of Miami, you should be because she's on it. Like, So do you see Marcus Jordan on the show? At the reunion. So oh. I think this year, like they're filming the new season. I think we'll see more of him because oh. at the time of filming, it was like rumors or whatever. But after reunion, he's in the green room. Okay. Like to just veer off topic, like we normally do. Yeah. How do you feel about Larsa Pippen dating Michael Jordan's son? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> that isn't just like the knife in the heart right there. Like, come on. Like, okay, whatever. I just... <laughs> I, I don't know. I, but so <laughs> sure. Maybe she loves him, but I just feel like she knew what she was doing. And if you watch Real Housewives of Miami, I think you would be, be with me on that. And plus no. the reunion is where she told everybody that she had what sex 27 times a week with Scotty. Yeah, something crazy. And like so that. I was like, what about the back injury? Like, what about like the flu game? Like what? Like, <laughs> I feel like, especially, yeah, the he had a, some years with, some, with a messed up back. There's no way with a messed up back you're doing it like that. No way. He's a he was an amazing athlete, top 50 player of all time, one of the greatest small force to ever do it. But 
no matter how much of a great athlete you are, <laughs> there's no way you're doing it that much. No way, especially no. with a bad back. No. no. Uh, so I definitely don't believe that story. And her dating Marcus Jordan is so crazy. Like me and Marcus are the same age. Like we're in the same high school class. And <laughs> for it's so crazy because she says like she never met him. Right. Right. But she also said she was always around Scotty, even right. on road trips and all this other stuff. Yes, they traveled so, everywhere together. Yeah, so there had to be a time. I'm not saying she babysat him or anything like that, <laughs> because that would be just actual level weird. But there had to be a moment where she met the kids. Like there had to be at least a oh that's that's Larsa that's you know that's Mr. Pippin's wife or something like that had to happen along the way. Like I said, I'm not saying that she babysat the kids and she was uh, Auntie Lars. I'm not saying that. But there had to be a moment where she met Marcus and she met the other son. Like she, they had to because they was always around. They even showed right. it in the last Death documentary where they were down around right. you know, playing basketball and stuff around the team. So they were always around. So if she was really around like she said she was, she met them. And, yeah. and like now to say like, oh, we met at this party and, you know, we just hit it off and for Marcus, I can see it from his standpoint of being like, oh, I got this cougar who looks good. For him, it's a win. He's not even thinking about all the other things about it. He's just like, man, you know, this is crazy. Now, if Mike and Scotty were cool, that's Uncle Scotty's wife. That's crazy. <laughs> like, right. That's- <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just so nuts to me. Like, it's so weird. And I just don't. Don't think it's cool. And for her then to be like, uh, she was like, yeah, I saw her on like a show, like a clip of her on this show where she was, someone asked her about, you know, how did Michael feel about this? And she was like, oh, he's with it. You know, Juanita's fine. Juanita's is Michael's ex-wife, of course, Marcus's mom. Right. And she's like, yeah, the family's fine. And then, of course, like literally like two days later, TMZ sees Michael Jordan somewhere <laughs> and they're like, how do you feel about your son? Then Scotty Pippen's ex-wife. And and uh, are you do you approve of it? He's like, hell no. And he just walks off. <laughs> so and then she's like, I was traumatized when I heard this. I thought we were fine. And it hurt my heart. <laughs> That's exactly how she sounds too. Your impression is spot on. <laughs> I was like, stop it. Stop it. Hopefully it's real love. You know, hopefully it's real love. And they found this thing that, you know, nothing can break because me and you have that. Me and you have a yeah. other that we've been for a long time. And it's a great feeling yeah. to have. So hopefully they have that, but it's just such a weird place to get there. And all the people in the world, all the people in the world she has access to. I'm saying she feels <laughs> like, <all> premeditated. <laughs> like it's so crazy that of all the people you fell in love with, Michael Jordan's son of all the people in the world. And like you've been with Future, like you have access to so many other people, but this is who you fall in. Because Lars Pippen's a good looking woman. So she has, and she's in the celebrity world. So she, there's somebody else who would have took a chance who would have made that opportunity and shot their shot. But Michael Jordan's son, that's who you fall for. It just seems a little fishy. Seems a little fishy to me. A little bit. <laughs> so now let's get back to the draft. For your first four slash five picks, you have Peyton Eli, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Jerry Jones to throw into the mix. Who is your next pick? Well, we have to like interject someone in here, like a coach that can, you know, be fun and joyous. And so I'm going to cast Andy Reid in my house because <laughs> I also think that like he enjoys food. So it'll probably like be eating good in that house. I feel like. 
Yeah, no, that's definitely a bonus for the rest of the guests. They know that Andy Reid's going to make sure that the spread is good on each and every day. Yeah. And all the games they play on these reality shows, they probably would have games where, you know, who could cook the best meal and all this stuff. Andy Reid would probably, right. you know, kill that. So I like that addition of Andy Reid. Plus, he brings a joy to the house. You need somebody who brings yes. a joy to the house. So I like that pick right there. All right. So for my first four picks, I got LeBron, Odell Beckham Jr., Dennis Rodman, and Scottie Pippen. So to add to the drama, Larsa, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wish she's she's technically not involved in sports. I wish I could just throw her in there. That would be amazing. But we just had a whole discussion about it. Got to add Michael Jordan to the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow, we really went for uh, really went for it there. Yes, I feel like we have all the drama. We got yes. partying. Yes, <laughs> LeBron is gonna be like you need that one person who I feel like every reality show has that one person who's actually normal. Yeah, you need looking, it. Yeah, you're just looking at everybody else like, what is going on? Like, what's what happening? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, so LeBron's my normal guy. I have this mix right here of my first five picks. So you're gonna have seven people technically, but I'll go ahead and give you one more pick here. Oh no, that was my six. That's your six. Okay, so okay. your six is Peyton and Eli. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Jerry Jones, and Andy Reid for yeah. your real world sports house. Uh, so for my five so far, I have LeBron, Odell Beckham Jr., Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen, and Michael Jordan. And for my last pick, I'm going to go to the sports media world and Mr. First Take himself, Stephen A. Smith. I'm going to throw into the mix just to have somebody who can add some commentary to everything that's going on in the house. I guess. I guess you need it. All right. <laughs> that's quite a house. <laughs> like, I feel like my show's going to get wow. canceled after like the first three episodes because they're not going to just like the fighting and all the stuff's going to be too much. And like, we can't do it. We don't have the insurance for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's get too canceled. much of a liability. So... With your six people, Peyton Manning, uh -huh. Eli Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Jerry Jones, and Andy Reid. Why do you think this would be a good show? Uh, just like I said, I mean, you got Super Bowl dynamics there. You've got Tom Brady saying that losing those two Super Bowls to the Giants, like he would give give them back. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. still haunts him to this day. They hurt him. Like. Um, and I just think that you add that element in there. You got Aaron Rodgers tripping balls. You got Andy Reid trying to get everybody to get along. You've got Jerry Jones probably, you know, like going all Snow White, like talking to himself in the mirror of how great he is and who's the fairest of them all. Like, I just think it might be a delusional mess for a little bit. Um, and well, who knows? Maybe Aaron Rodgers will pull Jerry Jones into the darkness. I don't know that I would watch for sure. But <laughs> In terms of drama, I think mine might be more funny, but I think yours yeah. is giving us lots of drama, might not get the green light. I think mine would get <laughs> green lit before yours. Uh, I don't know that all your people are signing on to that. Uh, that That's is a big true. liability, but you're giving <laughs> us 90s feud and I'm here for it. Yes. So with your show, like you said, your show is definitely more fun. Like your show, I can see being like a competition show. Yeah, Where I could definitely see Peyton, Eli and Tom Brady competing, everything being super competitive for no reason at like the dumbest events. Like it'd be like them trying to like hold a egg on a spoon in their mouth, yes. like uh, do a relay race or something like that. And they'll be so competitive so in this competitive. type of event. It'll make no sense. So it'll be very funny. Mine, I'm definitely going for the Real Housewives type of drama. I see. In mine for sure. So LeBron, I got there who 
he's going to be the normal guy. He's going to be the guy trying to break it up. But you also have the him and Michael Jordan thing about who's the GOAT. So you have that type of dynamic there as far as them two. Odell Beckham is the party guy. He's going to be the one bringing the girls to the house for Dennis, <laughs> for Scotty. <laughs> I think Scotty's with somebody though, but for the rest of them, Stephen A. Smith is single, I know. So Stephen A. Smith, Odell, and Dennis Rodman are gonna be bringing the girls to the house party and whatnot. You got Scotty and Dennis Rodman, who Pippen's gonna have a problem with everybody. Cause like you said, no tipping Pippen. They're gonna yeah. have an issue with him. An <laughs> issue just, with everyone. <laughs> with everyone. So he's gonna be the guy who brings the drama. You already know about him and Michael Jordan, their dynamic and what's going on there. But the crazy thing is they might find a common ground now that I'm thinking right. about it. They might be like, yo, Larsa is the worst. <laughs> we <Yeah>. hate her. <laughs> <laughs> bond over hating her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. I think that's what's going to happen here with Jordan and Pippen. And we might have a reunion where they get together and finally Pippen, you know, buries the hatchet. So maybe that's the show. Maybe it's the show where they come together, they bury the hatchet. And then you have the partying going on. So maybe it doesn't turn out as bad as I think. Now that I'm thinking okay. about it. Maybe it's where they bury the hatchet. Now, I could go the complete opposite, for sure. <laughs> but, but maybe they bury the hatchet. They come together. We have this great story of the best duo ever. Whenever you talk about dynamic duos, people combine them or compare them to Jordan and Pippen. So they should oh, yeah. get along. And they should show an example of what a dynamic duo is for the other dynamic duos out there. So that would be my hope. That we have Stephen A. Smith kind of mediating them together. They bury the hatchet, and then it's a good time with Odell, and then trying to bring all the girls to the house. And LeBron, like, he's just sitting there looking at this crazy. It's like, what is going on? Why did I sign up for this? But you got to yeah. have one, one person like that in every show. So I think both of these shows would be awesome. But if you combine them and made, like, a Ooh. competition show, I think that's what we should pitch to Netflix. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. I think we should combine both shows because I can imagine – Peyton, Eli, and LeBron being so silly in the yeah. house together. Like those three, Tom Brady, Tom Brady and Odell are actually cool with each other. They're they're buddies. They are. So I can see that. You know, Aaron Rodgers would be the one like tripping balls with Dennis Rodman. What? Yes. <laughs> that, would, that would be absolutely nuts to see. So I think if you combine both shows, you have something here. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to get Nikki's marketing team on it. We're going to put something together. Yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna go ahead and pitch this. I'm getting on the pitch deck. Maybe it's just like uh maybe that's celebrity big brother athlete edition. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I like it. Could you imagine all the quarterbacks strategizing and having to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, I definitely can see it. I love it. I definitely can see it. This is why I love having you on the show, though. We could do stuff like this. <laughs> so we can <laughs> do stupid show. stuff. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so now let's get into some serious sports talk. And okay, if we must. <laughs> if we must. Uh, the football season is upon us. Uh, fancy drafts are starting to happen. Uh, ours is 10 days away. The real deal fancy football draft is 10 days away. Uh, so we're going to talk a little fantasy, but mostly NFC East. And we got to start with the Washington Commanders, okay? Mm -hmm. So last season, the Washington Commanders didn't have, you know, the best year as they finished last in the NFC East. But honestly, finishing last in the NFC East wasn't that bad last year because NFC East was a great division. It wasn't my division. It wasn't trash with NFC South. <laughs> the NFC East was a great division. And the Commanders finished 8-8-1. Eight, eight, I think a lot of people are forgetting like they finished with eight wins last year. So, and a tie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a tie. 
that was uh. <laughs> your Giants. So eight, eight and one last year for the Commanders. Uh, their biggest change, honestly, going to Sam Howell, but we kind of knew that was happening. But bringing in Eric Bieniemy, but everything hasn't been smooth with Eric Bieniemy as Ron Rivera, the head coach, came out and he said this. It wasn't reported. This wasn't hearsay. Ron Rivera himself said that players have come to him and were uh, concerned about the intensity of Eric Bieniemy's coaching style. What was your reaction when you heard that Ron Rivera said this? <laughs> I mean. Kind of torn, right? Because yeah. it's like, I, what do you expect? Kind of. I mean, it's just I figured he'd be an intense guy. So I mean, I, you know, not that surprised, but also it's just I don't know. I I, I kind of don't know what players expect sometimes when you hear them make comments about coaches right I mean yeah. this is the NFL you're trying to win you've got new ownership over there now like it you know I don't know everybody's got a different style I understand it doesn't work with everybody these are grown men that you're dealing with so I yeah. I get all of that but like the logical side of me is like all right like I mean kind of what did you expect too at the same time yeah, no, that was one of the things that was known about him is that how intense he is. And right. you've seen him argue with Patrick Mahomes. So if he's right. arguing with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, the you know, guys who are the best at a position in the sport, of course he's gonna have that same energy towards Sam Howe and the players that's there with the commanders. Yeah. Like you can't expect different. So for me, the way I thought about it is I have two different reactions. I have my 2023 reaction, and I have a 2003 reaction. 2023. You have to make sure that these players are mentally in the right space. Uh, you can't you can't go too hard on them because you want to make sure that they perform well. And if you're too hard on them, they may overthink things on the field. So you have to dial down the intensity a little bit. If they're going, you know, over your head to complain around Rivera, maybe it's going a little bit too too hard, right? My 2003 reaction is: you're a professional football player, and you've been coached hard your whole life. I understand, like. For the guys who got to the NFL, usually yeah. their high school coach, their college coach, or even in Little League, they had an asshole coach along the way. Yeah. So I did, and I didn't play past high school, and I had asshole coaches along the way. So we've all dealt with that if you played sports. You probably dealt with that even in dance. Like, you've dealt with... I was going to say, my <laughs> one of my dance teachers, I mean, what an asshole, but <laughs> I mean... Very good, but yeah. she was no joke. Like there was no like, oh, she's too hard on me. Too bad. Don't come yeah. back. Like some of these, and you take these intensive classes in, in New York City and stuff. And those teachers, they're no, they're just, they're no joke. It's tough. It's hard. And you better not sit there and cry about it. Like, so I'm yeah. kind of with you. Part of me yeah. is like, come on. <laughs> yeah. That's that's my thing. So I feel like because we're in this era where you know, you do have to be mindful of the mental health part of it and the things like that. That's why I have two different reactions to it. My 2023 right. reaction is, all right, if they're going to complain, maybe it is too hard. Maybe it is too tough. My 2003 reaction is, man up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, stop crying. Don't go over your OC's head to your head coach's head. I think that's the part that bothered me the most. That if he is tripping, let's say he's really tripping. Like, you, like yo, like I need you to calm down. Go to him. Like to hey, him. we we think you've gone a little too hard. We appreciate that you your intensity and your passion for it. We want to be great, but that's not gonna bring the greatness out of us. Go directly to him, but to go over right. his head shows that you probably need him to be that intense. 
you're being soft. Right. <laughs> so you need him to be that intense and you need him to bring the best out of you. Now, speaking of bringing the best out of this team, let me pull up my bed app. Let me see what oh, the over-under is for the Washington Commanders. I was about to say football team, the Washington Commanders here, because I know that last year you didn't have the best of the betting <laughs> when it came to the betting show that you were on. But we're going to give you a new a new chance, a new lease <laughs> on life. <laughs> yes, Blonde Blitz. It's a new season, a new show, a new chance for me to you know, get my bets right. Yes, we're definitely going to do that here as I pull that up here, the over-unders. Because I definitely love how early they do this stuff. Because even the NBA stuff is already up. It's like, wow, this is, you know, it's yeah. still a few, a few months away here. But let me see if I can get everything up here. And we got season awards. You got all this, so many things to bet on. <laughs> here we go, win totals. So win totals here. All right. So for the Washington Commanders, we have the over-under is set at six and a half after winning eight games last year. So do you like the commanders go over or under six and a half wins? Uh, I'm going to go over because I'm going to say seven. Okay, seven wins for the commanders. I'm going to go over as well. I think the them complaining is going to actually bring the team closer. You're going to have Eric Enemy talking to the team. They're going to be able to yeah. manage this. And that defense was a good defense last year. Yes. Uh, that's something that has been kind of lost, that they have a very good defense who's going to be even better this year, hopefully with a healthy Chase Young uh, and Sam Howell. I'm hearing great things about him and what he's doing. And I do believe in Eric Bainemi as a coach, as an offensive play caller. So I think they will be better this year. So I'm going to go over as well. I'm going to go nine wins oh. for the Washington Commanders. So now. Ambitious. Yes. <laughs> Got to come out the gate swinging. I'm going nine wins yeah. for the Commanders. I just, they didn't have crazy big moves during the offseason, but. Eric Bieniemy coming in, Sam Howell starting. I think it's going to be a new energy there. And they did get no. I, I'm wrong. They had the biggest move of the all season. They got rid of Dan Snyder. So that's <laughs> yeah. So I think that alone is going to bring just a, such a good energy to the team, and that does matter. It matters when the top is being just competent. Like that matters yeah. so much, and as far as a trickle down effect on a team. So I do think that's going to have a positive effect on this football team. So I'm going nine wins for the Washington Commanders. And for any surprise players you'd see from them fantasy-wise for the Commanders? Mm, no, I just can't really ever go all in <laughs> on, <laughs> on uh, I don't know. It's it, They're just one of those teams. Like, they might, like, have a great two, three weeks, and then that player just falls off the map for six weeks. So I'm always a little cautious with them. Yeah, I understand that. Only one I can see being maybe a surprise guy. We've been hearing that they're going to start to, they want to really in implement the run, especially with a young quarterback like Sam Howe. So there are running backs, maybe, you know, maybe a late round guy that you can get that could really surprise you and be one of your starting two backs for you. Maybe Gibson could be a guy who can really supply that for you as far as a running back too, or even a flex for you. So I, I like him as like a sneaky fantasy person mm. for you to pick there. All right, so now let's get to your Giants, your beloved Giants. You're the most famous Giants fan I know. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna talk your Giants. Last year made the playoffs and lost any divisional round, exceeded expectations for the first time in a while. They were a playoff team, and this year had a little drama, but it's been solved as Saquon Barkley is now in camp and everybody's been signed. Uh, what were your thoughts on the offseason for the Giants? Oh, 
Um, I let me just touch on you calling me the most famous Giants fan. You know, uh, I, tell me if this has happened to you. Are you getting recognized when you go out or like when you're covering uh, a game? Like it's um, I get recognized a little bit last year, but this year when I went to camp, they were like Nikki, Nikki, oh my god, and I was like, oh, I'm like, let me get a selfie. And I'm like, I'm working, <laughs> like I can't, like. I'm on the side and I'm prepping for like interviews and stuff. Uh, so it's cool, but I think I'm not used to that yet. Like, yeah. I just want everyone to understand not ignoring you, but I like, you know, you know, you have press pass. Yeah. You have to just kind of be perfect. Yeah. You can't be there like as a celebrity in the, with a right. press pass. <laughs> you right. can't, do that, can't do that. You're there to cover the actual celebrities, the players. So I definitely get that. I haven't gotten that like at like a training camp or anything like that. I haven't gotten people like Damien. I haven't gotten that. time. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been recognized the most random place I was at the time I was uh covering the face mercury but also driving for lift right this is the 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 glorious world of being a sports reporter sometimes right. you still gotta you know you have your your other job that you're doing at the time so I stopped to take a break to eat at Chick-fil-a and I had my Saints jacket on because it was a little chilly and I go in I'm eating you know I'm just chilling and the guy like looks at me like three times, like, like like he's trying to recognize who I am. Like I look familiar to him and I didn't recognize him. So I was like, I don't, I don't recognize him. So I was just going to ignore him. And then he comes over and he's like, yo, are you Damien Adams? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's me. He was like, yo, you got a video with you dancing after a Saints game. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. So yes, funny. like that was the first time I ever got recognized. And it was for a silly video I did after like the Saints beat it. I think the Falcons, something like that. And I, I'm like, who that said they're going to beat them Saints? And I'm like dancing in the video. And I, I don't do that anymore because I wanted people to take the, what I was saying in the video more seriously. But when right. I first, <laughs> first started doing it, I would dance up the Saints wins. And he was like, yo, it was hilarious. But he was like, yo, you know your stuff too, bro. Like, keep killing it. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. I was like, I'm about to make it. I'm about it to be famous. Crazy. But no, I'm still, I'm still just. But no, we're not famous yet. <laughs> not famous. <laughs> I'm not. Well, Nikki is. I'm not famous. Nikki, <laughs> Nikki is famous. So that's crazy that they're, you're being recognized. So yeah, because you're so recognizable, that's why I have to ask you: What do you think about the Giants' offseason this year? Um. So I, you know, I think Daniel Jones was worth what he got. I said forty was probably the walkaway number on both sides. Um, you know, fans get a little crazy and they were, they, they're just outrageous. I think social media makes things worse sometimes. And sports is one of them. Um, you know, so I, I thought Daniel Jones, like, I thought that was right. We have to understand where quarterback market is, where running back market is, um, you know, to touch on Saquon really, uh, briefly, um, <laughs> Gosh, we need another podcast for all of that uh, because there's like back end stuff that like I was privy to. Uh, so I'll just say hey, this. Hey, I'll we, leave it here. We got we got all day. You know, <laughs> I, I told you we could we could just veer off. You know how we do. <laughs> We've already done it multiple times on this show. Yes. Um, I'll I'll say this. Like everybody's got a source. Um, everybody hears things. Um, everybody hears certain conversations that go on. Um, and, you know, don't forget New York Giants rush. We were doing a lot of players camps. And so, you know, things are, you know, brought to light and stuff. So I just, it, the negotiations were, were just didn't get off on a right foot, you know, then he declines the bye week offer and then it just kind of just keeps snowballing from there. But the one thing I maintained was that, um, 
we would see him. I did not think he was going to hold out because I just, he's such a team guy and he's just not this type of guy to hold out. I think he, he was being advised incorrectly. And then we brought in rock nation and it just, you know, I, I was hoping that by the time camp started, he would be there because I knew if not, uh, there were certain other media members who were just going to hammer it every single day about Saquon. And look, at the end of the day, it's a business. So there's other people on this team. Uh, so I was glad all this got, you know, ironed out and, and you know, camp so far has been really good. Uh, anyone who's w- <clears throat> wondering, Saquon looks like he hasn't missed a beat. He looks fantastic. But you know who my eye has been on, like a hawk. <laughs> sure you already know my boy darren waller who we were on a show together march 16th and i said and you even said oh that's a hot take i said (laughs) he and daniel jones he's gonna have a big year they're the fantasy duo that you want to look out for i posted that clip and i had people say to me you don't know what you're talking about it's way too early like no one should listen to you And now you all want to jump on the bandwagon. So I have that clip ready to go because as D knows, I am petty AF and I cannot (laughs) wait to just send that clip out at the end of the year. I love it. I love that you remember the exact date. (laughs) Of course I do. Oh, the petty queen. Uh, Yes. Yes. (laughs) So were you surprised that Saquon did sign for what is uh, perceived as such a low number? I think at the point that it was at was just kind of, there was nowhere else to go, right? There's no there, there. Uh, The market's not there. You weren't getting the bi-week offer again. So, you know, it just kind of came down. He didn't have any leverage, right? In any negotiation, someone's always got more leverage. Um, And I just think it was, hey, you want to play? Here you go. We just got down to take it or leave it. And I think him wanting to be there for his team, wanting to play, wanting to be here. He wants to be in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, that just kind of over that overpowered it. And thank God it got done because that was, uh, you know, it was funny. I was writing my article because um, I was covering day one of camp and I knew it was just going to be, I never seen the press room so full that day. I was like, Oh God, here we go. Uh, so I wrote an article about, it was top five guys to watch for not named Saquon. Right. And my first couple of paragraphs were about Saquon. Well, the news breaks and I have to go to the editor and be like, wait, 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 oh, stop, wow, stop. Wow, don't publish it. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been I there. Yeah. To rewrite it. I'm like, oh <laughs> my God. Uh, but you know, thankfully it all, it all worked out. So I'm not surprised because like I said, he just really didn't have the leverage. And, um, if, you know, if he wanted to sit out, what was that going to do? Yeah. No, it, it makes sense. It says more about the running back market. Like, because literally that same day, Jalen Brown for the Celtics in basketball signed for a $300 million contract. And I, I made a video talking about how, are you, you still with me? Yeah. Okay. So I made a video that same day because Jalen Brown got signed for a $300 million contract, the biggest in NBA history. And I was like, man, you got to raise your sons to be shooting guards, not running backs <laughs> at this point. Because running back position used to be like this dynamic position and it was thought of as a cool position back when it was Barry Sanders and Eric Dickerson and Emmitt Smith and yeah. even to the 2000s with, you know, yeah, Steven Jackson and then on to Marshawn Lynch's and all these guys. And now it's yeah. been so devalued. It's crazy because you still have crazy talent. 
Saquon yeah. Barkley, CMC, Alvin Kamara. These guys are crazy talented. Uh, and like CMC and Alvin Kamara are two of the lucky ones who did get paid. Yeah. And then you have to look at the others who, you know, you look at a Dalvin Cook today who's ultra talented, signed for $8.6 It's like, wow, you know, what has happened to this position and why is it so devalued? And I think that it's gone too far in one direction, right? Where yeah. the pendulum has swung so far. It's like, come on, you know, these guys are important. I understand that office line with, you know, all the new technology that we have because they, oh, your old line, if there's a good old line, the average running back can get four yards of carry and all this stuff. But when you have a dynamic running back, that's the, that's a difference maker. Saquon Barkley compared to your average running back is a big difference maker for that offense for sure. Yeah, it's like the market needs to correct itself. And it's just yeah. unfortunate that the guys that were do Josh Jacobs, you look at him over there kind of going through yeah. the same thing. Um, it's just unfortunate that that's where it's at. And some of these big talent guys are missing out on it. But just like any market, it, it, it will correct itself. For sure. Hopefully it does correct itself soon. And I think maybe the NFLPA has to do something as far as getting shorter contracts for rookies to where... Yeah running backs have a chance to really get a second deal before they get to that magic age where GMs yeah. are like, oh, you're, you're done now. You're spoiled goods. And we're just going to give <laughs> you're you this. done so, at 24. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's crazy to think that it, even in professional sports that someone could be like devalued at such a young age. That's it's crazy. So, but speaking of that, before we get on to our predictions for the giants, let's talk about the AFC South real quick. Jonathan Taylor, <laughs> Jim Ursay. What were your thoughts when you speaking of somebody who should be on the reality show? We got to yeah, he should house. be on there, right? <laughs> For sure, God. him and Jerry, him and Jerry Jones would be amazing TV. <laughs> that's my sixth since I yeah. packaged the Mannings. That's my sixth. So Jim say he basically says, "A, you know, the NFL is going to move on with me or without me. Same as is going to do with with or without you, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is one of the best running backs in the league. Had a down year last year, but the Colts as a whole." had a down year last year. So when you hear an owner talk like that about a player or about a player situation, is it, oh man, he's keeping it real? Or is it a case of when keeping it real goes wrong? Yeah, no, uh, yeah. that's a case of keeping it real goes wrong. You know, yeah. I look at that comment, listen, I own a business, I have staff and, um, you know, there's, there's way, it, it's like anything in life. It's all about how you your delivery and how you talk to people. And, you know, you say a comment like that, someone's going to feel some type of way. And if somebody said that about me, I'm such a, like a reactive defensive, spicy type of person, like <laughs> I would come back at something. Um, but I just think it's a mutual respect. I don't think the yeah. owner of a team or business or anything should, should be saying comments like that, you know, just take that, like, Brian Day will approach. I mean, God bless. We try every day. He's on the podium and those conversations stay in house. They're private. Like, just do that. You know, you didn't, to me, like you went and took that extra step when you know how to speak to the media, but you, you didn't just keep it, you know, PC, you took that extra step. So yeah. I just think it's, you gotta lead by example. And that's a bad example. Yeah. I'm with you. Like he is somebody who, when it comes to, other owners and you know he's going to keep it real like when it came to the whole dan snyder thing he was the one that wasn't scared right. of snyder like he just like hey my dirty laundry's out there already <laughs> let's go <laughs> like we could do whatever you want to do that part of it you like but when it comes to like you said being the head of your organization the head of your business you can't be 
downgrading or degrading someone like that that works for no. you, especially someone in Jonathan Taylor. When you look at the situation in Indianapolis, you got a rookie quarterback right. coming in who has questions about his passing ability coming into the NFL. So you know you're going to want to run the ball a lot, run a lot of screens. You're going to want to depend on that running back to be that cushion so that quarterback can develop. And now you put in a situation where he wants out. You're like, I'm not going to trade you. And that definitely shows the difference between NFL and NBA where NBA owners don't have that type of pull where they can just tell a player, like, you're staying. Right. right? Like, <laughs> like you're staying here because normally it doesn't work out that way. We'll see with the whole James Harden situation if that happens. But with the NFL, the owners and the team have so much more leverage than especially running backs. And that's what you're seeing there. Another example of why we need that market to change. But let's get back to your Giants. So pretty good offseason. You retain the players you need to retain. You get Darren Waller. I like what you guys did in the offseason. So surprisingly, FanDuel has the over-under at seven and a half wins for the Giants this year. Yeah, that's the strength of schedule. It's a really, really yeah. tough schedule. Um, but I think they, I, I think they're in that eight nine range. So I'm, I'm gonna go over. Okay, yeah, that that schedule definitely is tough for NFC East teams this year. Uh, I'm gonna go over, but I do think they take a step back. So I'm going eight eight and one. Oh, oh my God. Shut the hell up. I can't. Oh my God. Hurry up. Get to the next two teams. This is ridiculous. I'm just going to put in another tie to piss you off. Good. When they tie, guess I'm coming on your show to rant about it. And you're going to have to hear about it for a good half hour straight. That's hey, that's great podcast. I welcome you. <laughs> <laughs> you come on with your rant about their tie. If I call a tie, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh. invite you on just so I can see this rat and I can laugh the whole time because <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Oh man! But it's not that I don't that I think the team is worse. I do think it's the schedule, and I think yeah. the team's gonna be better this year, and I think that's gonna be part of it as well. Okay. So now let's talk about the team that you hate to talk about. The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, my God. <laughs> so last season, they finished with 12 wins. They went to the second round of playoffs where they lost to the 49ers. Gave us an excellent meme or gif, whatever you call it, where Ezekiel Elliott got ran over because they were trying to run some play with him at center. That's going to be yes. ran. <laughs> that play is going to be ran forever. Uh, but shout out to Ezekiel Elliott signing with the Patriots today. I believe it's official now. Uh, so right. that's a, that's an interesting move there. But the Dallas Cowboys, their offseason. So the big move for them, honestly, was getting rid of their offensive coordinator who went over to the Chargers, who I think that's going to be deadly, him with Justin Herbert and those guys. Yeah. And now Mike McCarthy is calling plays. No Ezekiel Elliott, so Tony Pollard's going to be the guy. Mm -hmm. Um, They added Brandon Cook. That was a big offensive weapon that I think is still – he's a little bit over the hill now, but he's still pretty good. I think he could be a very good second option alongside C.D. Lamb for them. Uh, defensively, Michael Parsons, another year in, you figure he's going to be even more monstrous now with more experience. Yeah. So when you look at this Dallas team and what they did in the offseason, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, well, they <laughs> did what I thought they would do, right, which yeah. is nothing. <laughs> um, so <laughs> – I just love how every year the fit, like I've just seen it since May. Like it is just, 
And, you know, uh, on my other show, we were doing these panels and stuff. And it's just like every Dallas fan winning the Super Bowl, as if there's no other option for them, as if 12 wins is not an option. Perhaps they take a little bit of a step back, maybe 13. It's always Super Bowl, Super Bowl or bust. I got news for you. You guys are going to bust because (laughs) that's what you do. You get to the playoffs. And you do stupid shit. Like you forget to hand the ball to the ref. Like you forget how to play football. Mike McCarthy doesn't know how to call a timeout. Like it is the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. Like I, I just, it's entertaining because I can't wait for it. You know, yeah. somebody put on Twitter, what is your favorite pastime? And I quote <laughs> tweeted it. And I said, watching the Dallas Cowboys get bounced out of the first round of the playoffs, because it's just, I expect it to happen year after year after year. So I'm sure they'll do more of the same. Uh, and the fantasy vein, I was uh, in the Scott Fishbowl uh, league this year. I was in with Courtney. We're in the same league. I did take Tony Pollard. So I'll put my, I'll put my, uh, I'll let me be objective for a minute <laughs> and just say, you know, I, uh, I do draft players from, from rival teams, which does make it harder, but yeah. I do like Tony Pollard. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I don't like McCarthy. I just feel like, what have you shown us in, in Dallas? Like, yeah, you can get to the playoffs, but at what point is it kind of like, what else you got? Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's a, a good point. Uh, Tony Pollard coming off of the broken leg. So for me, if, you know, you're in a league that has, you know, maybe you're in a league that has too many players. Some leagues have, you know, you have like 17 rounds, like that extra player you don't need. You would take that handcuff. You take that backup running back. Yeah. It's only Pollard because you know they're going to want to run the ball. Mary Cardi's already come out and said, we believe in running the ball, even though they ran the ball last year. Like, it's not like it's not, it's not like it's something they didn't do. Like they ran the ball last year. So I, I don't know if he wants to run the ball even more, which I don't know if that would be smart. But it's weird because NFL took this turn where defenses are so worried about the pass that you can, if you want to be a running team, like you can be very successful because teams yeah. are willing to give up yards in the run game because they're so worried about the pass. So if you are trying to run the ball and Tony Pollard stays healthy, that probably will be a good pick. I mean, write that down to block Tony Pollard on draft night. From there you go. Mickey. Oh yeah, that's right. What am I? Oh yeah. We can't talk about anything fantasy. What am I thinking? God. So used to being on shows, just, Giving my fantasy advice, although I did put on threads that I said, not me giving bad fantasy advice because I know I'm drafting with some of you guys later. So, <laughs> so you are on threads. I have not yeah. made that that jump to threads. Do you like threads? No, it's like <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to myself, like I'm talking into the void. And once yeah. in a while, I'll see a friend pop on and it's like the first day of school. And you're like, oh, my God, you're in my class. <laughs> like it, it's like that type of vibe. Uh, it's a lot of brands are on it. A lot of companies oh. are on it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh, okay. Cause I, I was like hesitant. It was like, are we really going to get off the platform formerly known as Twitter? Are we really just no. going to get off of it? And I was no, like, we're not getting off of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we're not getting off it. So I'm going to stay. Cause I already got too many, right. With TikTok, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, let's say LinkedIn. Like it's, it's yeah. too many. Like, I'm, not, I'm not I'm not trying to add any more to it. So unless we all really get off of Twitter, I'm not going to get on threads because I'm not trying to do too much. I, already gotta, I always forget to add my videos to YouTube. Like I'll do, I'll do my videos and I'll add them to all <laughs> the platforms. And I'm like, oh, I forgot YouTube or I forgot this one. So I it's already too much. So I'm, I'm with you on that one. So now with the Cowboys, they're over under. Is set at nine and a half. So that strength of schedule really 
for you for yeah. the NFC East is really hitting you guys when it comes to what the betting guys are projecting. So over under nine and a half wins for the Dallas Cowboys. I'll go ten. I'll give them ten. Yeah, I definitely. It's hard for me to see them going below nine wins after having twelve yeah. last year. They still have a very talented roster, a good defense, uh, and even with Mike McCarthy, I don't see him messing up that much. There's gonna yeah. be some games that he loses because he he you know doesn't do the right thing, play calling or calling timeouts. Uh, but I do see them winning. I would go. I'm gonna go eleven games for the Dallas Cowboys this year. I know you hate to hear it. I know you hate to hear it. <laughs> but I'm going to go 11 games. All right, Larsa Pippen, just stabbing me right in the... I see you. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's get to another one of your favorite squads. <laughs> the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Ugh. Who somehow just... Even with losing parts, right? They lose big parts like C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Uh, but... He got hurt, so it seems like it might not be that big of a loss because he got hurt for Detroit. But you lose parts like C.J. Gardner-Johnson. You lose parts of the defensive line. But somehow they just they get the best defensive lineman in the draft. They, they're able to replenish all these parts. It seems like they're not going to miss a beat. Uh, when you saw what Philadelphia did in the offseason, what were your thoughts? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I immediately think like, okay, I, if you're a Giants fan, right, it, you got to get past Dallas. You've got to get past Philly. And and they they haven't been able to do that. There's a few years where we, we have split with Dallas, but we have not been able to get past Philly. And the playoffs, I mean, that was just – you know what? I didn't even want to watch. It was my team. Yeah, it's funny when you start covering a team, and I think we've talked about this. Yeah. Not that your fandom goes away, but you you just see the game differently. You start sure. picking up on things a lot differently. But when it's your team uh, that you've rooted for for forever and you've grown up watching and, and you're covering it and they're in the playoff. And so you have to hit this like, you know, this you got to toe the line of being professional, but you're a fan. Uh, so it's just kind of this weird space that I'm in that I think I'm still navigating, um, which I'm sure you've you've kind of felt like that, too, in, yeah. in covering some of these pro teams. So um, but, you know, I'm like, OK, what is Philly doing? Because you got to build these teams in your division. You, you've got to get past some of these, you know, juggernauts in your division. So. You know, it was just kind of like, can the Giants get past them? Because I knew they were not going to win the, that playoff game. You know, I didn't even want to watch it. I had to, unfortunately. But mm. I got to tell you, if I didn't have to cover anything, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't yeah. watch like I only needed a couple of minutes and I knew where that was going. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, now, watching them in the offseason, man, I was like, how do they keep just getting all the players they need? Like they just somehow managed to get everything they needed and it seems like they're not going to miss a beat you figure that Jalen Hurts is going to be even better this year yeah. getting more confidence in that system uh they you see highlights of uh DeAndre Swift in the in the preseason breaking uh, ankles I know. <laughs> Just like, and the thing the crazy ready. thing is he couldn't stay healthy in Detroit but no. with the Philadelphia Eagles luck that they've been having, he's going to play 17 games and have an amazing season this year for them. Career days <laughs> against the Giants. Grab him in fantasy right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be crazy. I see this team being very, very good. And I see no reason for them to really take a crazy step back. The over-under for them is at 11 and a half wins. Are you going over or under for Philadelphia? Oh, I'm going to... I'm going to give them, I 
that I feel like mm, I'm going to go. I'll go slightly under. I think 11 is right. Oh, okay. I like that. 11 wins for them. I'm going to go slightly over. I'm going to go 12 wins for the Philadelphia Eagles this year. Like I said, tough schedule, and maybe I'll just have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. That'll cost them a few games. Uh, but I definitely see them getting 12 wins. Still winning the division. But this year, the division takes a little bit of a step back. Still a very good division. Like every team, yeah. I still have every team going at least 500 with your Giants going 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. But we're going to... <laughs> <laughs> It's going to come back to bite you in the ass because, of course, now we're going to tie and you're going to have to hear a rant for like 30 minutes straight. Oh, man. I, we both feel the same way about ties. Like, it's it's the dumbest thing in the NFL. Like, just get rid of ties. Get rid of These it. are professional athletes. They shouldn't be any type of tie in a professional game. It's the, it's the dumbest thing in the world. It's right there next to me for me. You know how I hate the fact that no matter how bad your division is or how bad your record is, if you win your division, you get a home playoff game. Yeah. It's right up there with that for me. Like I hate it so much that Tampa Bay got a home playoff game last year <laughs> <laughs> after being so bad. It's one of the things that just irks my nerves to the fullest. But it's been such a great show. Oh, one last thing. Anything fancy wise, yeah. surprising wise for Philadelphia? No, I'm I'm not talking about it. We I have to draft against you in like a week. Like, and you're gonna blast these clips out. No, I no, I know what you and Courtney try to do. I, I already know. I was just joking about blocking Tony Pollard. You know, I just had to you not know, joking about it though. You're not because what people don't understand is the real deal league is very tough. We've all played together uh for years now, and you know, you know how each other play. I get asked this all the time. Like, what is your biggest piece of advice? And it's really know your opponents. And in this case, yeah. I think we all know each other fairly well. Like, I know I swiped some from Courtney and listen, I maybe I did on purpose. So, <laughs> I mean, that's just, you know, that's the nature of the game, especially when you know each other, you've been in the same league for a long time and you've worked together yeah. for a long time. You kind of know each other's habits. So yeah. it's it's something to start to learn to pick up on how your opponents draft and, and, and what direction they would go. Now, the real deal league is a little different. We have to do it live. We get no draft board. We just got to hope and remember if we double pick, uh, we have to take a shot. So we get through about six rounds and it goes off the rails. So. <laughs> For sure. So we were going to see, I'm, I still got to verify we could do it live this year. We got a lot of schedule conflicts. We might have to do it on the computer this year, which oh. still be fun, but it won't be the same, but I definitely would love to do another live show. Cause we had a blast last year doing it live i think i had to take like three or four shots last year if i remember correctly yeah, <laughs> yeah. i was definitely feeling it after the show for sure yeah. <laughs> my, my wife was like did you do a podcast or did you go to a party i was like both both, both. <laughs> yeah. which credit to you because you host it you keep track of us all you, yeah. and then everybody's drinking and it's going off the rails and uh it's it's definitely fun it's entertaining to watch but it's hard to host and draft your own team at the same time Yes. No, that's definitely something that I had to get better at for sure. Cause I've had years where I was like, dang, if I wasn't hosting me, I'd have drafted better. But yeah. last year I, I drafted pretty well last year. I you think I finished well last year. Yeah, I did finish third, I think, like last year. So this year I'm looking to bring home the championship uh this year. What did you finish last year, Nikki? I don't remember. It was not no. a great year. So she's looking to come back and yeah, you know, year claim. before was a good one in the league. Yeah. <laughs> so she's looking to come back and claim because C. Lou won last year. So C. Lou, maybe I was fifth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah, C. Lou from the Drop Balls podcast and from the Sports After Dark show, he won last year. So we're looking to take the title from him this year as he tries to defend it. So stay tuned. We may do a live draft. I have to wait and see if the schedules because all of us are booked and busy. 
right? You know, Nikki's yeah. covering the Giants and doing all the things that she does. I've just been hired by Burn City Sports, which my main job will be covering the Phoenix Suns this year. So a lot of Suns content. You might have already seen some articles that I've written about the Suns and about the Cardinals. Uh, so a lot. I'm going to have to miss my Pelicans a little bit this year as I'm watching every Suns game. But <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be worth it as you'll get a lot of good content from Burn City Sports. It's not just me. It's so many gifted writers that I'll be covering if you're in the Phoenix area, you'll get everything from Cardinals, Suns, Coyotes, which is the hockey team, if you don't know. You got Diamondbacks, oh, wow. Arizona State. Like, they're covering everything with this site. And it's definitely going to be super big out here in Phoenix. I'm so glad to be a part of it. And it's super dope. You, who are you working with to cover the Giants? And who should people go to to get that, that coverage? Yeah, so I cover for Jersey Sporting News. It's at JSN Sporting News on all social media platforms. Um, so yeah, make sure you follow them, follow me. Uh, my second year in covering for them and uh, making strides, right? I, I used to be like, I think maybe low man on the totem pole in the giant size. But this year when I got camp assigned on the first press day, I was like, all right, like here we go. Like yeah. making, you know, it's, it's cool feeling when people staff remembers who you are and, and you don't have to check your name in anymore. And um, so it's just like making progress, right? This is a really tough industry. It is yes. really hard to get press credentials for some of these teams. Yes. Um, and it's even harder to, to, you know, sometimes be, you know, one of a couple women walking in that press room and, um, then, you know, you put on top of it, like you have to curb that. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm here moment covering a team yeah. I'm a fan of. So, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a blast. I have to thank JSN for that opportunity. And, uh, yeah, you can find all coverage on the Jersey sporting news website as well. And, oh, by the way, we were named, uh, one of the top 10 sporting websites in the state of New Jersey. I think we came in at number six. So, oh, wow. uh, yeah, we're we're rocking and rolling over here. Oh, that is awesome. I love to see it. You know that like I've been with you since the beginning, you know, yeah. since you started your your podcast and the sports media journey. So I love to see the growth and I feel like a proud little big brother. <laughs> when, I, when I see you because if you don't know Nikki's like five foot nothing so when we met in yeah. person <laughs> I, I yeah. gave her a hug I felt like I almost swallowed her whole when I gave her a hug. <laughs> so that's why I call that's why I'm the, the little big brother yeah. to, to Nikki but I love seeing the progress I love seeing what you're doing and again tell the people when your show premieres and where can they find it yeah, so you guys can follow me all social media platforms at Nikki Nick nine three eight four. Head on over to YouTube and follow the Fantasy Sports Corporation. The Blonde Blitz will premiere Wednesday, August thirtieth at eight o'clock, and it will be every single week Wednesday at eight o'clock, like I have done for wow over three and a half years now. I cannot believe that you know you talk about being with me from the beginning, and you truly, truly have and. You know, even since we started with COVID, yeah. <laughs> our show. So, um, yeah, it's it's been quite a journey, but I'm excited for the new show. Make sure you guys are there. Just subscribe so you know when we're live. But of course, we're gonna post those clips. We're gonna get all our friends on. Deb's got a ton of people that she knows. They're gonna compete against us for against the spread pick. So I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, and don't forget to check us out Wednesday, August thirtieth. We premiere. Yes, I love it. I'm calling my shot now. When I get on the show, I'm going to beat the Blonde Blitz. 
against the spread. Calling, <laughs> calling my shot now. All right. So when I do get on, right, and don't you know, I'm gonna remember, I don't care if it's week 17. I'm going to remember that I called my shot <laughs> and now and I'll be like, yo, now who's the petty housewife? <laughs> I am very, yes. I feel like your pettiness has rubbed up off me a little bit. Now I've bit. more and more petty <laughs> the, the more I've done this with you. And <laughs> it was funny that you were talking before we started recording about how people reach out to you about how to become a good podcaster or how to get credentials with these yeah. uh, sitting sports teams. And there's no real formula to become a successful podcaster, right? It's something that I'm still chasing. Some people look at me and like, oh my God, he's done so many different things in podcasting and he's been able to gather such a good audience. And I'm still chasing other people that I'm looking at in that same way. So you have to determine what success is for yourself if you're getting into this game and what you really want to do. Uh, when it comes to getting credentials, you got to find out who the PR people are <laughs> for these teams. You got to reach out. You got to be persistent. And you also have to accept no sometimes. Like if you're gonna get that no, just keep going, keep producing, keep creating content, and make it to where they see your value, right? And that's something that I had to learn with trying to get credentials for at the time when I was in San Diego for the Chargers, or now in Phoenix, I got it for the Mercury. And you talked about that moment where you go from I had the moment where I went from single game credentials, I had to come every day and get the single game a piece to get in the season one. I remember like, like damn near crying when I got the season one. I'm like, oh, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> I got the, yeah. I got the season it. credential. <laughs> so it's yeah. something that is an up and down thing that you go through. And if you get into this game for money, you're in it for the wrong thing. Like you hear about the crazy money that the Pat McAfee's and the Stephen A. Smith's yeah. are making. That's amazing, but it's very hard to get there, right? I've gotten to the point now where I can do this full time and that's like amazing. That's yeah amazing right when you can get to a point where you can make a livable wage doing what you love to do it's amazing and of course i want to chase and if espn offers me and nikki a million dollars to do this on their show of course we'll go of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not chasing that we're not chasing that if it comes it comes but just do it for the love and everything else will come with it and you'll find it and also find good people right you me and nikki been doing this for a long time you saw that we could literally talk about anything <laughs> anything anything yeah so you find somebody you have chemistry with make sure that you always have them as a guest always keep that relationship going because technically we don't work together anymore but we're always going to be on each other's shows of course yeah so make sure you keep those relationships with the people that you're cool with so you can have those great shows that's my advice for today uh make sure you follow me on all social media platforms at the real deal wda that's on the uh, platform formerly known as twitter and that's on TikTok. <laughs> uh, the Instagram is the real deal WDA2 on there. If you want to follow me, Nikki was joking earlier about how I rank my food and my drinks that I have. So you want to see the food and drink adventures of Damien, follow me on Instagram. Uh, I say LinkedIn, I'm on there as well. Facebook everywhere. Just not threads. I'm not doing it. <laughs> but all the other platforms I'm on, go ahead and check me out. And go ahead and check out Burn City Sports for all my Phoenix fans out there. And until next time, go real or go home. <laughs>